The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Judy Robinette. She's a business thought leader, a powerful speaker, and one of the nation's leading experts on helping leaders develop business relationships. Not just any business relationship, but very strategic ones. She's known as the woman with the titanium digital Rolodex. How's that for you? And she's been labeled by Forbes and the New York Times as a new breed of power connector. Judy has an extensive background working with entrepreneurs. She's been CEO of public and private companies, served in various executive roles, and along the way, she has met a lot of powerful people. She's going to share some of her secrets with us today, and you'll also find them in her new book, How to Be a Power Connector, the 5 plus 50 plus 100 rule for turning your business network into profits. Welcome to the show today, Judy. Thank you. All right, networking. It's not a topic that a lot of people like to uh, practice, I guess. Maybe they like to talk about it, but it sends you back to your high school days. Sometimes when you walk into a room, you don't know anybody. You don't know exactly what to do. Now, of course, there's the people who just barge in and take over. But, you know, most people (laughs) are a little bit shy when they walk into the room. And here you're talking about being a power networker, a power connector, and being able to get to, you know, heads of industry even. So so what what are some of your tips? If I were to walk into a room, how would I even identify who I need to go talk to and how would I start a conversation with them? Well, you know, recently I went to, uh, last week I was invited to Larry King's Christmas party and mm-hmm. I literally knew nobody in the room the woman who had invited me uh, wasn't there, and I just spotted a person that was off by themselves and went and sat and talked down and asked her who she was and mm-hmm. to tell me how she was related to Larry King, and then I asked her to make an introduction to me to someone in the, the family so I could you know start uh, talking to folks. Mm-hmm. But I, I just want to tell you that it turns out half of the people in the United States identify themselves as shy, mm-hmm. but the reality is only 10% are. And so when you realize that, and that was me, I was so shy, I couldn't talk to anybody, uh, terrified of people. And when I started focusing on the other person is when I broke through kind of the madness in my head of what would I say? What if they don't like me? I don't really have anything to add value here. That was the defining thing, focus on the other person. Right, and it's so interesting that you say that. I found that to be true personally, but I find it interesting because when we walk into a room, for most of us anyway, the last thing that we think about doing is just walking up to somebody and spilling our guts about everything about us. That just seems so uncomfortable. Yet if you walk up to a person and you ask a few questions about them, then they're off to the races talking. Uh, it, it's funny how if yeah, if somebody asks you a question, it's almost like you've granted permission 
for them to do that, and it's not just a bunch of self-indulgent um, spewing that they're doing. Absolutely. It's almost like you pop the cork. I yes, mean, literally, that's ask a good the way. person a mm-hmm. question, and then your goal is to listen, to truly pay attention, look at them in the eyes, smile, and and then there's no problem. Right. Now, one of the things that you are very, very good at, known for doing, you talk about it in your book, and that is not just walking up to anybody. I mean, that can be a good icebreaker, but how do you really target the people that you need to meet? And not just in a room, but in your industry, even the most unreachable people. So, you know, that's that's true. So it really is a combination of, of farming, planting seeds, and mm-hmm. hunting. And, and what you're talking about is being very strategic. Yes. And uh, just as a, an example, I was on a panel with, um, you know, Mark Cuban, and with six other people, he doesn't know me, and I'm thinking, you know, here's my opportunity to make an impression, you know, I need to figure out something. So I listen to him talk, and he at one point says, you know, when I'm on Shark Tank, how I put my hands up and I listen so carefully, and I look down the table and I said, Mark, I remember that motorcycle movie deal, and you put your hands in the air in 10 seconds and says, I'm out of here. And he looked down the table at me and he goes, well, that was a scam. Mm-hmm. And then I took out a business card and I wrote on the back, you know, Mark, delighted to meet you, looking forward to talking to you again. And I handed it to him, shook his hand, um, and, you know, within 48 hours, I had an email from him. And so you try to put yourself in a position that you can, you know, get near to one of these individuals, or you can find people on LinkedIn very easily or Twitter. Mm-hmm. I found both of those very powerful at conferences. I will do some research ahead of time, and I will identify like two or three of the people that I want to talk to. I'll do a little bit of look them up on on LinkedIn and Google, send them a tweet, say, I'm really looking forward to hearing your presentation, would love to chat with you. And then usually nine times out of ten, you hear back from them. So people are very approachable on social platforms as well as at conferences. And, And I'll tell you another secret is don't go to a room unless there's people there that are of power, influence, or have resources that you need. Otherwise, it's just a waste of time. Right, and that is one of the things I hear from people all the time. Why should I go to another networking event? Every time I go, I just get accosted by people shoving business cards at me. I can't remember any, or I get stuck in a corner with somebody that I can't get away from. And yet, like you say, it's not just when you get to the event. It's a lot of preparation ahead of time, including deciding whether or not it's even a good event for you to go to. Yes. Most of the networking events that people go to, I I would guess 90% of them are a waste of time. And recently I talked to a young woman and she said, you know, you're right. I keep going to the same event and I see all my friends, but I never Mm -hmm. get any leads. I never get referrals for business. And one thing I suggest to people is, you know, get out of your comfort zone a bit. Volunteer to serve on a political committee. When I first moved to Salt Lake, I was asked to serve on a finance committee of a governor's uh, run. And, you know, that ended up in me meeting three billionaires. Uh, We went around and had these events at all of these, you know, high-end homes up Mm -hmm. in Park City. And so you need to, um, you know, really be selective of what groups you go to. And and just quickly, I'll tell you a a short story. I I met a a man in Salt Lake. He'd moved to Salt Lake, uh, had been recruited to be a high net worth wealth manager and moved to Salt Lake. And he's black and he's gay. Now, Salt Lake is very conservative. 
And within, you know, a year and a half, he had the biggest book of business in town. And I said to him, how on earth did you do this and network into people of wealth and influence? And he just looked at me and smiled and he said, Judy, I joined the symphony. That's where my clients are. Ah, Okay, so so you don't go to the events and the places and you don't join the boards and committees of things necessarily. Well, you can join them if they interest you, but it's more about you go where your clients go. You go where your clients go or the people that you need to know. Right. It's, you know, who do you need to know and then what is your plan to get to know them? Because people group, everybody groups. It doesn't matter whether you're trying to find funding whether you're, you know, trying to find somebody that is a political powerhouse in mm-hmm. D.C., all of these people, you know, they hang out in groups. Right. We talked a little bit, or I, I mentioned that one of the complaints I hear from people who try to network is that, you know, I go to these things and I get bombarded by people who are just shoving business cards in my face, really don't even attempt to start a conversation with me. They're just shoving business cards. What are oh the top three to five things that you don't, ever want to do the first time you meet someone? You know, the first thing I tell people is do not um, shove a business yeah. card in somebody. <laughs> and, and number two is don't launch into your elevator pitch. Mm. Uh, now, that's I contrary think, uh, to what some people advise. It's interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, if you walked up to me and said, you know, this is me and this is what I do, and, and I think, you know, that's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but the reality is, uh, you know, we don't want to hear that. And we don't connect business to business. We connect on personal things. Right. And I remember someone interviewed uh, Mike Milken once, and he said, you know, focus on there's three things that are really important to people, their family, their health, their money. You know, I've talked to people about their pets, and so I I think it's important that you approach people as another human being and just realize that regardless, I mean, it could be a billionaire, it could be anybody, they've got problems. Everybody's got problems, everybody's got solutions, and your goal is to really focus on them and to listen to what's going on with them. If there is a connection, there's some chemistry, then try to figure out a way that you can add value. And the quicker that you do that, then the stronger the connection. And and I think I shared with you that Charlie Munger, who's Warren Buffett's partner, once said that out of 100 people he meets, there's five people that are keepers, 20 he never cares to see again as long as he lives, <laughs> and, and 75 that are kind of opt-in, you oh, know, wait mm-hmm. and see. Right. And so tell people, figure out how to be a keeper. You know, what mm-hmm. would be tantalizing? What could you say? And be fun. You know, I often start conversations with, you know, something that people say, you know, don't discuss religion. And I tell people I'm a cross between Mormons and West Virginia Southern Baptist hillbillies. (laughs) And and they, just like you, you know, they always laugh. Now, I bet nobody else in the room is saying anything like that. But I'm showing people who I am. So it's important to show people who you are as a human being and that they want to have a relationship with you. Be a keeper. Right. You know, and it's so very true about connecting on a personal level, whether it's, you know, showing who you are, as you did in the example of the religion there, or uh, I remember being at an event here among um, many powerful women business owners in the area. And there was this one woman that I had encountered a number of different times, always, always 
had a very cold impression of her, thought I'd never be able to break the ice, and I found myself sitting across the table from her with everybody else quite a ways in the distance, so it was just the two of us, and I had to say something. I don't remember exactly what I said, but it was about dogs, because I'm an avid dog lover, and she came to life and started talking about her dogs, and we became fast friends, and I'm thinking, for years, I thought this was one of the coldest women that I'd ever run into, quite a nice person after all. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is it. I mean, you just remember half of the people out there are terrified. They're thinking mm-hmm. they're shy. And most of them, you know, they're like, they're fearful of being there, wondering what people think. And I find this at all levels. I find this with millionaires. I find it with everybody. And they're just, you know, they're, they're somewhat terrified. Mm-hmm. And you just give them an opportunity. How are you? Uh, another thing that I do, men absolutely love it if you compliment them on their clothes. And it took me years to figure this really? out. So few, so few people ever compliment them. But if somebody, if, if this fellow is really well-dressed and you say, I mean, I often say, you know, you're the best-dressed dude in the room. And, you know, they break into a smile. They instantly <laughs> want to shake your hand and talk to you. I mean, you just genuinely say a compliment to someone. Mm-hmm. So the two tricks I have is say a compliment or ask a question. Now, one of the things that you talk about in the book is how to very subtly weave into a conversation your interests and needs. You've talked about how to open a conversation to get people talking about themselves. But once that happens, then how do you start relaying what your interests and needs are if you've identified this person as someone that you'd like to get to know better? Well, usually at some point in the conversation, they'll, you know, ask you, uh, you know, what it, what you're doing, what you're working on. And, and for instance, when my book first came out, I didn't know anybody in the media. And so I would often say to people, you know, I've just got this book out and now I'm trying to figure out book marketing. Mm-hmm. And, and that was kind of an opportunity for people to say something. But the, the better um, thing that I teach people, I call it my two goals and questions. So after you've shared what your goal or what it is you're trying to do, then you ask, number one, what other ideas do you have for me? Do you have any other ideas for me? I'm kind of stuck mm-hmm. on this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most people graciously will help you. And then, you know, you can ask, do you have anybody you think it would be worth my while to talk to? Mm-hmm. Now, people who are really good, as soon as you say to them, this is my goal or this is where I'm stuck, uh, they will usually say, geez, I should introduce you to my cousin, Paul. This is what he does. Right. Yeah. Well, you not only are inviting them to help, and most people truly do like to help others, but you're also establishing or setting them up to be an expert, which plays to their ego, too. So you put them in a in a great position there. Yeah. And, and it works every time. I mean, if, <laughs> if the people listening to us just did that, just those two golden questions, you'll be able to network up and out to levels you couldn't imagine. Yes. Judy, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, I want to talk a little bit more about your book, How to Be a Power Connector, the 5 plus 50 plus 100 rule. You're listening to Smart Companies Radio on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Get ready for an evening exploding with energy as we celebrate Kansas City's entrepreneurial community at the 14th Annual 25 Under 25 Awards Dinner and Gala, Saturday, February 28th at the Downtown Marriott. Join host Thinking Bigger Business Media and sponsor UMB for cocktails, dinner, and entertainment as we recognize the 
achievements of 25 outstanding Kansas City area small businesses with under 25 employees. Reserve your tickets now at 25under25.com. That's 25under25.com. Listen, as a hiring manager, I've got to tell you, the best job candidate isn't always the typical candidate. Sometimes they're a grad of life. Meet the grads of life. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Sometimes the best candidates aren't the ones you're used to. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Good morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We've been talking here this morning with Judy Robinette. She is the author of How to Be a Power Connector, the 5 plus 50 plus 100 rule for turning your business network into profits. And she has been dubbed the person with the titanium digital Rolodex. And as we've been talking here today, it's pretty obvious how she's earned that moniker with some of the connections that she's made, and not just made, but actually parlayed into great relationships. So that that's the next thing I, I want to talk a little bit is, how do you actually transform that introduction into an opportunity? I can't tell you how many times, even myself, somebody has set me up with a, a virtual introduction or an introduction to networking event, and you know, I think I kind of follow up, but it really doesn't go anywhere. So so how do you actually turn that into a, a opportunity that has staying power, I guess? I'll give you an example again from Larry King's Christmas party. Mm-hmm. So during the party after a full sit-down dinner and a two-hour Christmas program that they had, you know, the Osmonds sing. Oh, my. <laughs> Larry's wife, Sean, is a gifted singer, and she got up at one point, asked him to turn the lights down, and she'd given us all a two-inch little flashlight and she said, here it is, and for for the new year, I want each of you to think of the gift that you can share with the world and stand up silently and turn your light upward. And the whole place lit up. Well, I was I knew this is important to her. This is mm-hmm. something that's really important. So when I got home the next day, I tweeted, thank you, wonderful party, hope Larry is feeling better. I've got my light on. Ah. Now, I had given her a copy of my book. By the next day, she had photoed the book cover of my book and tweeted out, Judy Robinette, great book, read it. So just again, like the example with Mark Cuban on a panel, I always look for a way to connect. What is important to this human being? Mm -hmm. And you can tell. I often say everything you do says who you are, everything. So even on LinkedIn, if you look at people's profile, you can tell a whole lot about them, what's written between the lines, and you can find something. You know, I'll often say, thank you for connecting. Wow, what an impressive profile. Congratulations on your success. I'm going to send you an article from McKinsey that may be of use. And, you know, nine out of 10 times I hear back, thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. So you can either send a piece of information, you can offer an introduction, you can share a trend or something that you've heard about. And, you know, the bottom line is just being supportive. Right. I want to make sure that we talk about the subtitle of your book, 5 plus 50 plus 100 rule. What is that? So, you know, people always are overwhelmed with a gazillion business cards or tons of people on Facebook, and those people will never have your back in future. So less is more. And Dunford's Law says that groups fall apart at 150. 
And indeed they do. I mean, I've had people tell me they have databases of 40,000 people, and I ask them, <laughs> how many of those people really care about you? They're mm -hmm. going to help you when you need it. And, you know, it's less than 100. And so I just came up with a system of 150 maximum. And your first core group, Relationship Science, shows we have 5 to 15 close friends and family. That's the first number. And the second one is kind of the critical 50. And really, if you focus on developing relationships that are robust, that and, and the reason power is in the title, it's the power to make things happen for yourself and others. So just with you know 25 to 50 key relationships, you can make anything happen. The outer ring of 100 is for people who opt in or opt out. You know, on mm -hmm. occasion, people may be not interested in having a relationship with you, but you want to kind of stay in touch and just see. And I watch very carefully. Do they keep their word? Do they follow up? All those things we talked about with giving information, it boils down to one word, caring. So I want people that have generosity. And, and that's important because just because people can doesn't mean they will. Absolutely. Now, these groups that you're talking about of, of 550 and 100, and I know those are approximate numbers, is that for your total life relationships? You know, it is one great big group. So that first group of 5 to 15, research shows that's how many really close friends and family mm -hmm. we typically have. Okay. And the relationship capital there is love and support. The next group out of 50 tends to be more your professional. And the, pe the mistake people make is they tend to have everybody like them. So when they hit the yes. wall, they need a job or they need to find funding for a company. They don't have somebody in there that can help them. And so that is the next critical group. And then the next one out. Now, people on average know 632 people. And, yes, you can, and I do have, you know, 2,500 on LinkedIn uh, but most of those people I don't really know well. Right. Now, if they opt in, they offer to help, they, you know, reach out to me, then, then that's a sign to me. That's a, a green flag that they belong in my, my network. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit more about social media. A lot of people, again, struggle with social media. They say it's a time suck, that they really don't understand how to use it very well. And obviously, you have found out how to do it uh, in a way that makes sense for you and that is a, a bridge to other relationships even. What would you advise, especially people who are in the public, a lot of the business owners, for example, who are listening because they do serve on boards, they're very active in the community, people come across their profiles, don't really know them all that well, as you mentioned, but they still want to connect with them. Um, what is your advice on whether or not to go ahead and make that connection to somebody that you really don't know, but maybe they're connected to a few people that you do know? Do you go ahead for usually and, and connect absolutely. with them? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I even reach out to total strangers. Mm -hmm. If I find a, a profile, you know, how it pops up and it says, do you know this person? And I look and I see we've got some mutual connections and there's somebody that uh, is doing uh, interesting things I may be interested in talking to. Uh, I reach out to them and I will all, often use the same thing. You know, I was uh, reading your profile, you know, congratulations on your success with X, Y, and Z. I would be interested in talking to you about, you know, blah, blah, or whatever. And I see that we have some mutual acquaintances if we, if we do. And I've never had anybody turn me down. That's great. Yeah, and you've got a system. That That's what I like about what I'm hearing here is that you have a system. You have, um, I don't say it's a pat uh, 
uh, introduction. In other words, you do tailor it to the person, but you've got enough elements that are the same that you're not reinventing the wheel every time that you reach out to somebody. So that helps you uh, make the connections a little bit faster. And you, you've got a process, like you say, you've got a referral that you give them or a piece of information. And so you can get in and you can get back out and not spend two hours, three hours of your day suddenly with Facebook, with Twitter, and with uh, LinkedIn that are gone, and yet you have nothing to show for it. I think a lot of people just get in there and they they start reading so much or clicking on links, and before long they don't even know where they started, you know? Yeah, I spend less than probably 30 minutes a a day, Mm -hmm. and and the reason it's 30 minutes is now I have a book, I get emails from people all around the world, and and I do get back to people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Mary Kay, I'll just say, said that she knows what people want more than sex and money, and it's acknowledgement and Uh, praise. mm Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you real, you you be caring, you be generous, you be authentic, and that puts you in the upper 5% of people. Right. One of the things that you talk about in your book, and this is the kind of pay it forward or where you get into the exponential effect, I guess you could say, and that is when you connect your connections with others. You so so you don't just keep them, you you introduce people to others that you think would have value. Yes. And that is absolutely critical. And what happens is you suddenly are like you've stepped into streams of funding opportunities, mm-hmm. of deals. I was startled the first time I started working with, with startups. And I worked with Skullcandy that I started making introductions between angel investors. Uh, you know, one day a guy called me with a billion dollars looking to invest. I would have never been able to have stuck my foot. It's almost like there's an ocean surrounding us. And there's different waves. There's deals. There's information. There's money. And, you know, across the top of my book, it says ideas, people, money. And those are really the critical resources everybody needs to make anything happen. And my basic formula is quality relationships plus strategy to a specific goal. So, you know, if your goal is to get your company funded, then the strategy really is to understand the funding ecosystem. And that's a different one than other ones. Yes. it's Well, yes, uh, there's a lot more, uh, well, there's a lot more trust involved. There's a lot, uh, I don't know, people, people get funny when it comes to money, you know, and, and they don't, um, they're not as open as they are about other things. So, so that is a much tighter community, I would think. Uh, Judy, how would you t- consider women in all of this? Uh, there's a lot of organizations now that require you to be a, a woman business owner in order to be part of it. It's getting more exclusive in some cases. And sometimes those very, very powerful women can be very difficult to reach. And uh, it's really a catch-22 in some ways because here here they are as the role models, but at the same time they're getting bombarded constantly because they have broken that glass ceiling or whatever you want to call it these days. And so they've got a lot of people coming at them. What has been your experience with women in particular uh, in those very high-level executive CEO uh, on boards, a few women who still are on boards, uh, political figures. I mean, I could keep going there, but what's been your experience in trying to reach them? You know, I've had no problem uh, mm-hmm. whatsoever, and part of the reason is that you need to find a solution. You need to have a value proposition. You know, what, you ask yourself, why would they be interested in talking to you? And most people would say, well, that's it. You know, they wouldn't be interested. In right. To me. But you can always find uh, a problem, something they need help. And, and you know, Mark Burnett, 
I didn't know. He endorsed my book. I didn't know him at all. I found out through a friend of a friend. So your your influence is limited to a friend of a friend of a friend. So indeed, I found a friend who knew him, was going to dinner. I asked my friend to find out, what is he working on? What does he need help with? Well, he called me on the phone and said he's got this movie. He and Roma Downey have produced Son of God. They've spent $18 million. They don't really have the wherewithal to spend the big marketing dollars. And I went, okay, there's something I can work on. So mm-hmm. I I worked on some, some ideas. I then found out from another friend in Park City. He was in town for Sundance. And I asked if they would introduce me saying I can solve this problem A, B, C, and D if I just had 15 minutes of time. Well, I got an email from Mark Burnett. I had dinner with him at Ruth Chris Steakhouse. I said, Mark, if I were you, I would do this and this and this. And at one point he said, you know, who are you? (laughs) And and then he said, you know, what could I do to help you? And I said, well, I have this book. Would you be willing to read it and possibly endorse it? He said, well, of course. And I said, you know, I'd love to get it to Oprah. And he said, she's a friend, of course. And so all you do, you really do some research. and, And, you know, I talk about being scrappy. That's that piece of the strategy and everybody needs help. Everybody yes. has problems. I mean, billionaires. I'm, I'm working with an individual now, and he needed doors open to major corporations. Everybody has problems. Everybody has solutions. So you need to figure out you have value. Every one of us has, you know, wonderful gifts. And then right. you figure out, be scrappy in what this person may need. And you literally can get to anybody. Judy, how do we get to your book? It's on Barnes & Noble, and it's on, you know, Amazon. I'm on LinkedIn. My Twitter is at Judy Robinette, and, you know, I'm happy to answer questions people have. Okay, Judy, it has been a pleasure talking with you this morning. Good luck with your book, and uh, maybe we'll have you back sometime to talk a little bit more in depth about some of the other things that you're involved in. Thank you. Appreciate it. Good luck. Thank you. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at IThinkBigger.com. Follow us on Twitter at IThinkBigger and on Facebook Thinking Bigger Business Media. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.